Welcome to episode number 45 of The Space In Between. And today we have Katie coming up and she's going to share her journey of um, finding herself after a divorce. And I met up with Katie. I first met her in Belize on my retreat in Belize last year. And we I met up with her in Denver. She just moved to Denver. So I got to spend a couple days with her. Um, but yeah, and that kind of reminds me that we have a retreat in Belize coming up in November with Becca Roberts. And I will also be leading a retreat with Movement 109 and Breathwork and Yoga in Bali, March 1st through the 10th. Uh, so you can go find out more about our Nomad retreats at nomadalwaysathome.com. And um, what else is happening in Nomadland? We uh, just started yesterday uh, an online course, a six-week online course for Movement 109's Who Are You Becoming? And uh, there's still time for you to join if you're interested. I am going to be totally transparent. It's something that I'm just co-creating with whoever shows up. Um, It's been, you know, I've been working on this Movement 109, creating this um, experience uh, with live events, with classes, workshops, And now I'm sort of introducing it online too, so that you can do these short practices on your own if you don't have an opportunity to come and and meet in in a a live event. Uh, And you can start to integrate it into your own home practice. And then we also have other tools, self-care and self-inquiry tools that I'll be offering throughout these six weeks. And we also have a really great support system. So we're, you know, doing a, a weekly call just to check in and set intentions together and also a private Facebook group where we'll support each other. I'll do Facebook lives throughout the week to just continue to check in and share share my thoughts and um, as we as we continue along and figure out who we're becoming together. Uh, so yeah, if you're interested in joining us, we just started last night. So you can definitely pop on, uh, go over to nomadalwaysathome.com. I think it's under the events uh, section. You can find it there. And uh, yeah, explore with us, explore what what you are now, who you are now, and kind of any transitions that you want to make in your life. And we'll, we'll use these tools of our physical practice and some other self-inquiry, self-care pra- um, tools as well. And if you listen to late this this podcast, this interview completely, Katie shares some some of her tools that really worked while she was working through this transition in her life, too, that are super helpful. So if you're part of Movement 109s, who are you becoming already, you know that you're going to be listening to Katie to to get some inspiration as well today. Uh, and what else is happening in Nomadland is our nonprofit tribe. We teach resilience, increase balance, and endurance. Uh, it, we're offering these tools of yoga to the active military. We're doing our weekend or weekend training for uh, yoga teachers, active duty military, or anybody who is involved in the military and wants to share the tools of yoga on and off the mat. Uh, we're we're offering this this training for any sort of facilitator in that respect um, for October 26th and 27th. That is also over at Nomad's website and at the Tribe um, Tribe Yoga website as well. Uh, so, and I'll have links in the show notes here so you can just click on that. And yeah, that's what's happening in Nomadland. I'm figuring out what winter looks like. So if you're listening to this and you are not in the Hudson Valley area and you would love to experience Movement 109 in in person, uh, reach out to me and let me know where you are and let's come to you because winter is wide open and I would love to love to love bring Movement 109 and, and any other experience of yoga Um, movement to you. So let's make that happen. And now let's go ahead and sit with Katie. Hello from Denver, Colorado. Um, I'm here today with Katie and we met almost a year ago. It was October, right? October um, last year, 2018. Mm -hmm. And you came on a yoga retreat with me in Belize. I sure did. And you had no idea. You've, I think you found us through book yoga retreats, right? Yeah. 
So you, and, and I put stuff up on book yoga retreats and not a lot like comes from that. Uh, so we both had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. (laughs) This is very true. (laughs) And we'll talk about that, but yeah. And then I, I looked, you know, we've kept in touch since then. And, uh, I knew you had just moved here and I was looking at my flights. I was coming from Montana, supposed to go back to New York but then have to be diverted to D.C. to see some uh, family and handle some things. And I saw my layover was in Denver, and I was like, I know somebody in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I could take a longer layover. So you're so gracious to open your home, and I'm staying with you for a couple of days. Yeah, I was so happy to receive your text asking if you could stay over, <laughs> even though I haven't seen you in almost two years. Like, Absolutely, this is amazing. Yeah. I just love connecting with people and then especially through a retreat. I didn't know you at all, and now here you are staying with me. Yeah. So let's go back to that. Like, what's um, sparked that need or want, desire for coming on a random retreat like that? Yeah, so I got divorced last year, and it was a divorce gift to myself. Yeah. I had always wanted to go on a yoga retreat of some sort, and um, now I had nothing holding me back, and I needed to do something for myself. Um, something that challenged me and that was out of my comfort zone. And so going to another country mm-hmm. where I didn't know anybody <laughs> sounded like a fabulous idea. Yeah. And so that's why I booked it. Yeah. And what do you remember, like what in particular attract you to our retreat? I'm just curious. So I knew I wanted to go to Belize <clears throat> in October. So October okay. was our wedding anniversary month. Oh. Um, so I figured it would have been a good time to just try to get out of my head. Okay. Focus on myself. And you had been eyeing and, Belize. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so your retreat popped up, and then I did some research on you. It's like, this woman that looks amazing, so <laughs> I would love to go on a retreat with her. Aw, thanks. Yes, that's how it happened. And you're just as amazing. Yeah. And it was, that group was really special. We talked about that yesterday yeah. of just, you know, there was you, and then there was Tom and Deb, and they were also people that I didn't know. So it was the first time in a while that I didn't know everybody. Um, and then I had these two different kind of groups of, that I taught and, and, uh, yes, it was really special. I had no idea that the majority of the people already knew you. Yeah. So I felt like I was coming into this group of friends already, but everybody was so welcoming. Yeah. I felt like I knew everyone for years. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was amazing. It was only like five days, right? Yeah. My grandma was there. Yeah. Winnie. Oh, she was the life of the party. <laughs> <laughs> she met you at the the airport. Yeah. Um, so, and then we stayed together. We stayed connected through, mm-hmm. thank goodness for social media. Right. And I have been watching your journey. And you, so you went back from there. You went, just to kind of give people an idea, like where were you physically at that time? Um, in Belize and like what's your journey been like since then so I was living in Chicago at the time um, where I grew up yeah and went back to Chicago after Belize and because of that trip I was like I can do anything I felt so empowered (laughs) yay Um, and I wanted to move back to Hawaii because I lived there the winter prior with my ex-husband um, and so I was just trying to find ways to get back there like my heart belonged there not a day passed where I didn't think about living there again. Okay. Um, so I was trying to make it work and just days kept going by and going by and I wasn't making plans. It was just kind of an idea in my head and I was kind of too afraid to do it by myself again. Um, so I spent another winter in Chicago and I promised myself it would be the last winter I ever spent there. (laughs) I fell into my seasonal depression, which happened every single year. Um, so when spring came around, I thought about Colorado was always a place I thought I'd want to live. Okay. Um, so I came to visit in March. Okay. And went on a ski trip and then spent a few days in Denver. Was just walking around neighborhoods and was just looking around. I was like, I could see myself here. Okay. But it wasn't like an instant, oh, I belong here. I need to move ASAP. Um, it was just more like I could see myself here. Okay. And so I went back home to Chicago. And very quickly just decided, okay, I'm going. Yeah. And then it was two or three months later okay. that I ended up here. So I'm curious to know what what felt more, like, I don't know if the word is safe. Maybe it is safe. But what, like, why did it, Denver feel more doable versus Hawaii? 
the distance okay, physical <laughs> is one. Distance. Yeah. Okay. And it's just very expensive. If I wanted to come home, okay. it'd be very expensive. Okay. Um, to do so. so. This is like your yeah. baby step for now. Yeah, okay. I think so. And I'm just getting closer to Hawaii. So yeah, <laughs> you're a little closer, <laughs> a little further west. Yes. And how are you adapting? You've been here for what two months? You two said? and a half months. Yeah. I love it. I definitely feel like I belong. The people are amazing. Um, my job's great. Every, everything is just what I want in life is mm-hmm. here. Maybe minus the ocean, <laughs> but <laughs> or some bigger piece of water. But um, yeah, it's been really wonderful. I think just as soon as I pulled up to my apartment, it's like, this is it. I felt that sense of belonging that I didn't necessarily feel okay. when I was visiting. Yeah. And everything's just been so fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you've shared a bit and it just sounds like everything was lining up. Mm-hmm. For you to be here. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so now I kind of want to dig in a little bit deeper. So you said that you went through a divorce. We've talked a bit offline about this. Mm-hmm. And um, do you want to, where do you want to start with that? That's a good question. Where do I want to <laughs> start with that? <laughs> like, where, where were you? What was going on when you decided sure. this was something that you needed Sure. So he and I started traveling for his job. Okay. And we moved every few months. And I think being away from family and friends really opened my eyes to what was going on in our relationship because I didn't have people to fall back on. Okay. Like I did when we were back home. And there was a point when we were living in Hawaii where I realized I didn't want to have his children anymore because I didn't want him to talk to them the way he talked to me. Wow. And I've known since the age of 12 that I wanted to be a mother. So that was a huge slap in the face for me. Okay. Um, but I kept trying to fix it. I kept begging to go to therapy and things were just not getting any better. And then our, after Hawaii, we ended up in San Diego. Okay. That was terrible. I had never felt more alone and isolated in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And that's when I, that's the place where I realized that, that nothing is going to change. It's never going to get better. Okay. So I had to make a decision that if I wanted a better life, I had to go off on my own okay. and create that life. Wow. How long were you together? Uh, five and a half years total. Maybe okay. a little bit longer. Okay. Um, that's, that's pretty intense. Yeah. And so that was three years ago. Okay. No, when was it that you, what, yeah, in San I left Diego. him, so last year, so beginning of 2018. Last year. Yeah. I was thinking of something else. Okay. <laughs> when, okay. So that was just a year ago. Yes. And what, um, what was that like when you just stepped away? So you were in San Diego mm-hmm. and then you, like, what did that look like when you decided or not decided because you had already decided, but when mm-hmm. you talked to him? Ooh, he refused to talk about it. So that was really tough and something that for a very, very long time, I couldn't understand why you wouldn't talk to your spouse about separation and divorce. Yeah. And he was actually the one who kept bringing it up. Um, He was bringing it up. And yeah, I kind of felt like it was thrown in my face. Like you need, you need to be better or we're going to separate and divorce. Okay. Um, And I kept trying to fix it. And then I reached a point where I was like, you know what? You brought it up again. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to leave. And so what I told him I wanted to, we actually did, did have a therapist in San Diego. Okay. So, and then he was offered a full-time job there. Okay. And when he told me this, I was like, well, you just brought up divorce yesterday mm-hmm. and now you were offered a full-time job here. I can't really think about packing up our entire life and moving here permanently with what's been going on between us. Yeah. Uh, so I told him I wanted to talk about separating uh, with our therapist the next day. And he wanted nothing to do with it. He's like, if we're going to talk about separating, I'm not going. Um, So I ended up going to the therapy session by myself. And one thing he said to me was, him not being here says a lot. Yeah. And the very next day, I booked a flight home. Okay. And I left that weekend. And so there was no discussion. Which, yeah. So it just sort of ended. Yeah. Yeah, very quickly. A lot was unsaid. Okay. And then, have you had any sort of contact with him? No, they're just divorce logistics. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
You're so strong. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and you had a nice support system. Yes. Going home. Yes. My family and friends were so amazing. That's great. Yeah. And you have written a letter. Mm-hmm. So when we first started this podcast, it was almost a year ago. We're going to have like a little year celebration. I'm not sure when this is this is going to air. Mm-hmm. So this might, when we air this, this might have been post year. But um, yeah, we started in September of 2018. And I started with it as like, hey, let's find a way in of the space in between. Let's write a letter to ourselves or to somebody. And so I first started that one with a letter to my father and then Jessica, who you got to meet in mm-hmm. Belize. She wrote a letter to herself. And so I guess you you said that you came to Belize and we shared that we did this podcast and then, yeah. And then you started listening to it. Yes. Okay. Of course I listened. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, you said that you listened to it and then you wrote Mm -hmm. a letter to yourself. I did. I wrote a letter to myself and a letter to my ex-husband. Okay. Yeah. So where do you want to start? Where would you like to share? So if we want to talk about the space in between, I could share part of the letter that I wrote to my ex. I certainly okay. don't want to share all of it. Whatever you want, whatever feels comfortable for you. Sure. So this, just so people understand, um, this, I, I guess I was inspired by the retreat and Phoebe talking about writing the letter and yeah. the entire retreat was talking about the space in between. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is, this is where it comes from. So this is a part of the letter to my ex. I did the hard thing. I chose heartbreak. I chose the path of uncertainty, the sadness, the crying, the depression, the longing, the growing, the healing, all meant I chose me. I ached for the good days with you and feared the unknown future ahead. This space I was in kept me lost and confused. So I booked a solo trip, a yoga retreat to another country, where I learned that this space that I'm in, the space in between, is where we grow and learn about ourselves the most. This is where I'm supposed to dive deep, embrace the feelings, sit with them, let it hurt, process it, and then release. I felt so much happiness, peace, and freedom on this trip, and I was so damn proud of myself for going. I even wondered if you'd be proud of me too, knowing how much this was out of my comfort zone. But it doesn't matter. What matters is I know how strong I am. What matters is I give myself the love and respect I so desperately longed for from you. Oh. I did get chills. (laughs) It's kind of hard to read. Yeah. So that was, you wrote that a year ago when you were on the retreat or just got back from the retreat? That was just after the retreat. Yeah. Okay. Definitely inspired by your story. Oh, thank you. And that was the first time, I mean, we looked at it, you looked at it right before we got on here, but Mm -hmm. that was the first time you read it. So... What came, what's coming up for you now or what came up for you when you just went back to see this old self writing yeah. to him? I think um, I kind of feel I feel sadness for the girl I used to be and just reading this brings me back to her mm-hmm. but also this was the space where I felt so much strength mm-hmm. so I think that's where I kind of became the phoenix rising and oh, yeah. kind of saw a big turn in in my life and where I, where I was in the healing process, I guess. Yeah. I'm the thing that's coming up for me is like, I want to ask you, like, would you even write him a letter now? Hmm. I, I would, I sent him a letter, um, when I had to send him the divorce papers, apologizing for my for my side of, of of everything. Um, yeah, I think I would, I wouldn't send it. Okay. Like I didn't send this. And okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just curious for some reason. I was just thinking like you've evolved so much. Yeah. Um, you know, just the little that I've been with you since, uh, you know, since I got here yesterday just seems like you have had so much growth and mm-hmm. I was just wondering if it was necessary. Yeah. I do, yeah. Probably not necessary. But yeah. if I felt the need to, I could. I don't know yeah. what I would talk about now. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering, like, what would that look like? I think it, I would just send a. I hope he's doing well, and I hope wherever he is that he's happy. Yeah. So I think it would just be that, and just share yeah. the compassion that I have for him. That's yeah, because it was really lovely what you wrote. But it is. It's almost like you were trying to like prove to him in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am fine. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. But you don't, you like embody it. You know, I think that, we, and I felt this too. Like I definitely had many letters never sent mm-hmm. <laughs> where I was always writing them, trying to prove to them and to myself that I was fine. But I think once we get to that place where we are fine, we don't have to say it anymore. Like we're just fine. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's probably why I would totally shift the yeah. voice in the letter to him now. Yeah. And so do you still feel like you're in this space in between? Hmm. <laughs> it's a different space in between. This was going from a life I thought I had. Yeah. And being confused of where it was going. Yeah. Which is actually the letter I wrote to myself. <laughs> um and now the space I'm in now is more just, I've definitely gone through a rediscovering of myself, but there's right. still so much to learn. And yeah. now it's just seeing what old patterns come up in my life and seeing what else I still need to heal within myself. Okay. So. Being curious about that. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. What have been some of the tools that you, yeah, what are some of the tools that have helped you through this past year? Therapy. Okay. <laughs> Talk therapy. Big, yes. Okay. Big advocate for therapy. I saw my therapist for eight months straight. Okay. Uh, I still see her once a month now for maintenance. Okay. And, and is it virtual now? or is It was it always virtual? virtual. Oh, it was always virtual. Yeah. Okay. So it works out. Um, she was actually in Chicago when I was in Chicago, and then she moved to California. Oh, okay. So it's perfect that it's virtual, so I can still oh, that's talk great. to her. Like, she knows, obviously, my whole story, so I yeah. don't have to start new with somebody. That is nice. There's yeah. some comfort in that. And they yeah. can catch you in the pattern, too, right? Exactly. And she just looks at me, and she's like, you are so different. She's like, every time oh. I see your face now, you're just so happy. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to also get that recognition of how far along I've come. Yeah. And, and then after therapy, I had a life coach. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Carissa. <laughs> um, she actually helped me with this grief letter that I wrote to myself. Okay. And um, meditation was big. Okay. Writing daily gratitude, which I still do, mm-hmm. was really huge. And just noticing all the little things in life that brought joy. Mm-hmm. And I also started future self-journaling. So okay. who I wanted to be. What is that? Do you mind sharing what that looks yeah, like? Yeah, so that's a tool from the Holistic Psychologist okay. on Instagram. Okay. And she does a lot of great work. If you don't follow her, I definitely okay. recommend it. So it's you pick one behavior that you want to change about yourself. Okay. And you follow this. They're the same questions every day, and you answer them for 30 days straight. Okay. And so you try to, try to change the little behaviors and habits that you have. Oh, and I to love be this. the person that you want to be. Okay. That's yeah. actually perfect because in so many ways. I we so haven't talked <laughs> in so many ways. So I haven't really talked to you about this, but I'm launching an online course mm-hmm. and um, it's actually called Who Are You Becoming? Mm. And it will be an introduction to Movement 109, which you have participated I'm obsessed. in. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll be using the tools and actually now I'm thinking about this. As we're talking, you're probably listening. <laughs> uh, it is. It will incorporate it into the into the. We're going to use the podcast as a way of connecting the themes. So each week we'll have a different theme, and it's really of like looking at who you are right now, right? Looking back a little bit at the patterns of what brought you to this point, and then seeing like who do you want to become? What do you want to create in your life? Yes, and I love that. Yeah. So, and I'm thinking of releasing podcasts and now we're talking about it online and they're going to be listening. They're like, yes, we know because this is an assignment Mm -hmm. of assigning the podcast to a line for that week. Okay. So let's actually, this is impromptu because we haven't (laughs) talked about it. All right. But tell, so let's talk through, if you don't mind a little bit more of that, because now this is a tool that somebody else can use. Like what are the questions that, or not specifically, but we can, we can actually do this in our and our notes too. Um, but like how many questions are there just out of curiosity? So there are three questions to answer. Okay. Um, about what pattern you want to change, writing affirmations that will help you achieve this, and then how you're going to practice these new behaviors in daily life. And so that's where you start and you just write that part one time. Okay. And then what you write daily is you write your daily affirmation um, what you're going to focus on to shift your pattern, what you're grateful for, three traits that your future self will have, which okay. I love that, 
and what you're going to experience as you become this person. Okay. How you're going to be your future self today, and when you think about who you're becoming, how you feel. Okay. So I think it's like a Ah. think, feel, experience exercise. Okay, great. And I'll probably get that from you and put that somewhere. Sure. But we'll... um, And then, so you do this for 30 days, you said. Yeah. Or as long as you feel like you need to. Like, if you're not noticing a change, keep going. (laughs) And so you do that every single day, and... when you had this experience, what shifted, like, what were you, what did you notice? Like I noticed, so I think one thing is when you tell yourself you're going to do something that starts to build confidence little by little. Mm -hmm. And so that's some, definitely something I noticed where when I stayed true to my own word, yeah, I felt my confidence rising. Okay. And I felt proud of myself. Good. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, those little shifts really, really help. I think that was the big thing though. Yeah, and you had the confidence because you were saying it. You were just affirming it every single day. Yes. And then what we were talking about before is the evidence. Like, it's just each day you probably saw some sort of evidence, mm-hmm. which gave you even more confidence. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's definitely confidence was something I really needed to work on. Okay. So that helped. Okay, good. Oh, this is going to be perfect. Yay. Oh, I love that. It just <laughs> glad I shared it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I will get um, the credit and give it to um, where you found it and sure. everything. So that is a tool that you all can use yeah. on who you are becoming. Um, but let's get back on track to you. Yes. So so Go that's ahead. that's something that you practice too. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other tools? Really allowing myself to sit in the pain. Okay is super hard really 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 freaking pain or discomfort Ooh, uh i felt a lot of pain okay and then it turned into discomfort okay um heartbreak is is a real thing you know so i i want to call that pain okay (laughs) people might disagree but that's okay no but just we all experience things differently but also the same sure and so just so we can kind of get a picture of you like what did what was that pain was it a physical pain was it what was that? Yeah, there were days where I would cry for four hours straight and felt that downward spiral that we yeah. talked about yesterday. Yeah. And, but I didn't distract myself. I didn't try to go do things to stop myself from okay. crying. I didn't try to just let it, like, just, I didn't try to suppress it. And I think that's a really big thing because so many people just suppress their emotions. Yeah. And then that's where physical pain happens in their body or illness yeah. happens in the body. And so I would just sit and I'd let it happen and I would journal whatever was coming up for me in the moment. So that helped release it along with the tears. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have many like journals with like <laughs> <yeah>. teardrops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just, and there were times where I wanted to, like I wanted to call my ex-mother-in-law and talk to her and ask if I could come over. And it's just, okay. I have to just, stop myself from doing these things that I wanted to do in the moment. Yeah. Um, so I think just allowing myself to feel and saying, you know, it's okay. You're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to be angry. You're allowed yeah. to cry. Um, this is a difficult thing you're going through. So just giving myself that own, that own space mm-hmm. to do it really helped. Good. And so, so giving yourself that space, it somehow shifted from pain to discomfort. Yes. Okay. And where are you in terms of your like, pain discomfort scale oh girl I'm good (laughs) I'm so good Good. there's none of that yeah that's awesome yeah and so you just it was like little by little yeah it started to shift yeah definitely okay and there are some moments of discomfort but it's not doesn't have to do with the divorce anymore it's just me growing awesome yeah yeah Yeah, I mean we might have talked about this I might have talked about it with somebody else the other day but I feel like the waves probably are like for me what it was like huge waves mm-hmm. and unpredictable waves and didn't know how high it was going didn't know how low it was going and then it started to get like just more consistent like you at least knew what to expect and maybe you're still up and down but mm-hmm. you knew and now it's like more of like just a nice yeah. like rocking and okay there's might be a high tide yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know when it's coming like Definitely. you know your tools that you can use and yeah. ride the wave yeah Healing is not linear. Yeah, it is all over the place. It really is. Yeah. So yeah, and it's knowing I'm nowhere near what I used to be. If something, I mean, things come up, of course. Yeah. But it's I just recognize it and I allow it, and then it's gone. Yeah. 
my little mantras, awareness is the transformation. Like I just I say that. that of just, oh, putting that light, like turning the light onto it. And you said that the other day too when we were talking. It's just, yeah, awareness is the first step. Yes. As you said. It is. Yeah, it's awareness. a hard step. <laughs> yeah, and if we can do it without the expectation, like mm-hmm. it's just aware, being aware of it and not having to change it because just that will begin the process, right? And not pushing it away. Um, I really loved what you were saying about like the suppressing and how you just allow yourself to cry for four hours. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we do have hold the space for others or hold the space, especially for ourselves to do that. And um, yeah, I'm glad that you did that for yourself. Yeah. I was sharing with you yesterday that I was just in Montana and how we were in like our closing circle and how like we all like did that loving kindness meditation and so we each said you know may I be happy may I be safe may I be you know and then we as that person was saying it out loud we were all sending it to that person right may you be safe may you be happy and um we did it around every single person did and you could hear like what was hard for them and we were able to just hold that space to let them feel what they felt. And I'm definitely going to use that. <laughs> yeah, it's so powerful. It was so powerful. It was so powerful. And then at the end, there was one of my, um, my one of the participants there was just like, he just like let it out. Yeah. And it was so beautiful to witness. And so beautiful, like to witness him, but then also to witness the whole group holding the space for him. Sure. And then for him to like probably witness himself. I don't know like what was going on. I didn't get to talk to him about it, but like I'm sure there was like some sort of process for him to like see us and see himself. And we don't, I, yeah, I think we should all sit around and cry together. <laughs> that would be that would be amazing. And that brings me back to Not a pity party. Yeah, but just like no, yeah. people need to have a safe space to yeah. be themselves and allow whatever is coming up to happen. Yeah. And I just think of when you did the movement one hundred and nine class with us in Belize. Yeah. That the amount of joy I felt just moving and being wild and just like throwing my arms around and not caring what anybody there thought of me because none of us cared what the other person looked like. Yeah. And then being able to share what we wrote in our journals afterwards was such a powerful experience. Oh, I just got chills again. (laughs) Yeah, I... It was interesting presenting it because there were some people, like I said, I knew. And then there was you who I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then we had, like, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> who, like, I was just... And, oh, and Pete, who's also in the military. Right. You know, he came with his wife, Liz, who's also in the military. So I had, like, these two, like, very kind of stoic men. <laughs> and then I didn't know who... And I also didn't know who I had, like, I was presenting it to the other people. I didn't know. They were seeing a new part of, of me presenting something for them. Mm-hmm. And I do, I remember seeing you and like, you just were in it yeah. and living and, ah, that was the first time I offered it. Oh, why are you? Okay. Yeah. That was like, is this something? Yeah. And it sure is something. Just seeing, I, ha- I mean, I remember everybody, but I do. I remember you specifically mm-hmm. just living. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> all right, let's do this. Yeah. And I remember Marianne afterwards sharing, she's like, I just looked over at Katie and she had the biggest smile on her face. You did. It's like, that was a moment of like, okay, I am free and I am happy. And here we go. Yeah. You so moved nice. into the space with joy. I sure did. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for like inspiring to keep for me to keep going forward with that tool. Thanks for bringing it. Yeah, I just it just came through me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So you have another letter. I do have another letter. Okay. This is a goodbye letter to my future self. Okay. So, part of the grieving process, I learned that people don't really grieve who they were or who they were thought they were going to be. Okay. Um, and this was extremely difficult to write. It's very short. Um, but I would sit down and I would start typing and I would delete and I would type and I would delete. And I just like, couldn't, I didn't really know how to grieve my future self. Mm -hmm. Um, so then I think a few days later I finally came back, sat down and this is what came out. Okay. Before, when was this? This was probably December. December. Okay, yeah. So it was a couple so, months after you wrote it, the letter to your ex. Yes. 
you had been in, you were in Chicago. Yes. Just painting a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also curious before you read it, do you ever handwrite these letters or do I you have. do everything? Okay. Yeah. I do both. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's definitely more powerful to handwrite. I do too. Um, but there would have been a lot of scratching. I think I started handwriting and there's a lot of scratching okay. and I just like, okay, go on the computer. I could easily just delete it. Okay. All right. So, okay. Do you want to share? Sure. Here we go. Dear Katie F, I know this is going to be tough, but it's time to say goodbye. The life of being his wife, caring for him, holding hands, going to sleep together, sharing meals and memories, sweet moments at adventure, being his children's mother is gone. You can cherish the time you had, but what you envisioned and how it should have been is no longer happening. This is not a step back in life. Rather, you are ascending. Thank you for trying over and over again to share your love for him. You will always love hard. That is one of your strengths. Thank you for giving it your all. You don't have to worry about what ifs anymore. You learned the most valuable lesson, and because of your story, you are going to inspire others. Love, Katie S. I love that. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Good. I feel good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was tough to, to write it, for sure. Um, but, yeah, it's like you kind of have to accept the life you've had. And that it's no longer going that way. And be grateful for it. So I feel like that I was grateful for what happened at that point. Good. Yeah, it's really amazing to hear you. You know, you do. You sound so grounded. I'm just Mm -hmm. reflecting on, you know, where I was a year out of my divorce. Mm -hmm. And I was definitely not where you were. (laughs) (laughs) I put in the work. It was a lot of work. (laughs) I put in a lot of work, too. I think there was also a lot, a lot of layers around Mm -hmm. my dad dying, too. Yeah. but yeah, you, yeah, that was in December that you wrote that. You were yeah. already in this place of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I still felt a little stuck at okay. that point. Yeah, of course. So I think this tool really, really helped me yeah. kind of push forward because I, and definitely going through my divorce, and my therapist looked at me and said, you know, you don't have to wait until you're officially divorced to move on with your life. And that just okay. was like a slap in the face. Like, you're right, I've been waiting, I've been stuck okay. in this space. Until I'm officially divorced to move on. Okay. So what did that mean to you? Like when you say, I couldn't move on. Like what was that stuckness? What did that like feel like or look like? So in my mind, I was like, I'm still his wife. Even though I had left him okay. months prior. Yeah. I still felt like I had to be this certain person, I guess. Okay. What is that person? Oh, that's a good who question. Who is that person? Um, someone who... Oh, I definitely was more concerned about him and his feelings than my own. Okay. I wasn't putting myself first. I was always putting him first. I definitely, I'm a recovering codependent. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I I can admit that. Okay. Um, That's awesome. So I definitely, I put so much onto him. Okay. I guess. And so I still was always thinking of him when I should have been then focusing on myself and my future and where I was going. Okay. So you were here, you were like December ish before you wrote this letter and you were feeling stuck and you were just that you weren't physically near him. Mm -hmm. You weren't having contact with him other than legally, but you were still putting energy into his well-being of just like your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even I'm, I'm thinking more of during the summer last year of where I've still, because the divorce was finalized in August. Okay. Um, and still even maybe a little after that, I was thinking more of him. Okay. But yeah, so I think when I wrote this letter, it was, I still had a little bit of stagnant and energy okay. with him okay, and that I needed to release. And was it, cause you said you had to be a certain person. Yeah. So does that mean like you weren't letting yourself consider dating or like, were you acting, like, how were you acting differently? That I wasn't allowing that, myself to experience joy. Oh yeah. Because that, you didn't think that you could be joyful like it was a disrespect to him in a way. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, because of, di- because of the divorce and, mm-hmm. and what I was going through, I felt like, Oh, I, I can't experience joy right now. I can't be happy right now. This is, this is a bad oh, time in my life. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I understand that okay. completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I completely understand that. That's really interesting. I love that you recognize that mm-hmm. and, 
said, oh, it's time for joy. Yeah. I think that I went through that too. I felt like I'm working, I'm putting my head down and I'm doing all this work and I'm processing and like watching my patterns and just like holding myself accountable for everything. But that's kind of actually around the same time. Mm -hmm. And it was because I set my intention, you know, I like to set a little mantra for the year. Mm -hmm. And my intention was to move with joy. It has, it is for this year. And it was because I was looking at myself, I was like, I am not letting the joy come in. Yeah. You know, I was having, I was, I was relatively happy, mm-hmm. you know, I was grateful for where I was and how far I had come professionally and personally, but there wasn't a lot of those, like, just joy is so different from happiness. Sure. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So that's joy's a big thing. Yeah. So that's great that you recognize it. And it was attached to him. Mm-hmm. And even I, I said something to my parents about that and not yeah. letting myself experience joy. My dad goes, yeah, obviously we could all see that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> why didn't you tell me? Yeah. <laughs> How did you notice? And I didn't notice. Yeah. So, and I think now when I, when I talk to my friends and my family, they notice the joy that I experienced in my life. That's great. Because so, I'm allowing it. But you know what? If he... <sighs> How do you feel like if he did just say that to you when you weren't ready for it? True. I probably, well, I don't know if I would have been re- uh, just kind of it's receptive. Yeah, receptive of it. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If he like came to you in August and was like, you've got to be more joyful, Katie. <laughs> what? Yeah, that wouldn't have been good, which kind of actually <laughs> happened. Okay. Yeah, I went over because my therapist um, diagnosed me with depression back in July. Oh, okay. And I was living with my sister and her wife at the time. Okay. And I was thinking, you know what? They're sick of me crying. I need to go cry to somebody else. So I went to my parents' house and I was talking to them about the depression. And I was sitting there crying. And my dad just told me to stop. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you have to tell your brain no. It's like, well, this is the worst thing to tell someone who's feeling depressed. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, at that point, I, I would not have been receptive to it. Which she basically was saying that in just a different way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but you let your have yourself that space. Mm-hmm. And you recognized it for yourself. Yeah. Oh, I'm so grateful you did. Yay, me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now you're here in this beautiful space. I love your, your like, home. You have a, such a nice little home here in Denver. And um, it sounds like you're creating a little bit of a community. You have a good job. You have lots of great things to do. Mm-hmm. And so now what? Now what? Now yeah, I'm just feeling. I feel great. I yeah. feel like anytime someone asks how I'm doing, I'm either I'm wonderful, I'm fantastic. Um, I I think also practicing the daily gratitude still, I mm-hmm. feel it so much more out here than I did back in Chicago. Okay. And there are so many moments throughout the day, every single day, where I look around and I feel it in my heart that it, I'm I feel the joy and the contentment and it's just, it's just so different. Mm -hmm. Um, And then looking back to a year ago where I was at this point and I didn't think I would ever feel this. So I'm just so grateful for it. And I think moving out here, I need to be surrounded by nature. There's plenty of it here. Um, I'm outside as much as possible. I'm hiking. I'm in the mountains and it's just like, ah, the poster girl for Denver. Yeah. Everybody should move here. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Who knows? I might be here. I hope so. I hope so. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you're feeling like this is your home for a while. Yes. I don't ever foresee myself going back to Chicago. Okay. Sorry, mom and dad. That's okay. Yeah. What else? Well, so what? So yeah. What else is brewing inside of you? Like, what do you? What wants to? Um, what wants to be birthed within you? Ooh, now so that I, you're in this space. Yeah, so I went through a life coaching course myself okay. after having my own life coach. And so I want to start building a business and helping people. The biggest thing for me is I felt so disconnected from myself going mm-hmm. through the divorce. I just didn't know who I was mm-hmm. anymore. Um, and so going like learning the tools to connect back to myself is what I want to teach other people. Yeah. So uh, I call myself a connection and mindset coach. And connection and mindset coach. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So because I want to help people connect back to themselves yeah. and then also shift mindset because okay. I think changing your perspective mm-hmm. really can change your life. Yeah. And so I'm just working with people on those two things. I love um, it. So eventually just build that up and 
just want to inspire other people. I want other people to know that they're not alone no matter what they go through, even if they mm-hmm. don't go through a divorce. So, for example, one client I have right now is just kind of stuck in her career. Yeah. But what we're working on is connecting back to herself because she doesn't know entirely who she is. Okay. And I feel like when we don't, we can't really make a decision and we get in that stuck space. So true. Yeah. The space that's uncomfortable yeah. in between. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the uncomfortable space in between. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So oh, good. I think you're going to do a great job when you like really go for it. I know you have a full-time job mm-hmm. right now and you're kind of putting this like as a part-time thing, yeah. right? but you want to go make it your full-time. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. I know that, <laughs> I know that you're going to do something awesome Thanks. and maybe we'll collaborate. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, I, the, you, so you said connection to yourself and then changing your mindset mm-hmm. and I definitely feel like changing our perspective changes your brain. Like, oh, you know, we can change our neuro patterns, yeah. neuro pathways rather. And that was sort of why I decided to let go of my apartment mm. was because I, I felt like this really good place where I was in the space. We talked a little bit about this last night. Yeah. Like, I feel like, okay, there's more joy coming in, but then there was still these little bit of negative thought patterns um, not about myself, just about a situation. And I thought, okay, I have done everything and now I just really need to change my, physically need to change my perspective. And so that is why this summer I've been going and, you know, seeing how other people live and seeing how I could possibly live. And it's been interesting because I've had to go back to New York between some of the little excursions and seeing like, it's kind of like, happening again but having a new perspective with it yeah like oh there's that little negative thing again and but then I have these other experiences to support the new yeah yeah definitely yeah and I shared also last night that I I did so much healing in Chicago but I felt like I couldn't move on anymore yeah so I needed to get out of that physical space in order to grow and just moving here it's like it's expanded so much yeah so I totally understand that And I'm wondering, like, for you, too, that was even heavier because you're not only going back to what's normal, but it's also your whole childhood to Mm -hmm. a certain extent, like the whole family dynamic. And um, have you heard the Ram Dass quote, if you think that you're enlightened, go visit your family? No. (laughs) (laughs) I totally see that, though. Yeah. Yeah. But you, like, somehow were able to dive into all of your stuff mm-hmm. and be surrounded. It sounds like your family is wonderful, but are, yes. like having all of that family yeah. dynamic pattern stuff yeah. too. Yeah. I needed, like I told you last night, I was yeah. definitely babied my whole life. So just going out on my own and being able to do it without yeah. my family is like a crutch to fall back on. Mm-hmm. I've always had that, and I'm so super grateful for it. Yeah. Because I know not everybody has that type of family dynamic. Yeah. Um, but just being able to go out on my own and be like, I can do this. Yeah. I'm strong enough. Yeah. So that helped. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, and I mean, we don't have to go deep into it, but you were saying that you were, rec- you were like, as you've been doing this work, you were recognizing how the patterns that you were experiencing in your relationship, you were experiencing, you were seeing a little bit within your family. Yes. And so like you're now even shift help, maybe helping them shift their perspective too, just by embodying it. Hopefully. Hopefully (laughs) baby steps. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. And I think that happens naturally anyways, whenever we're working on ourselves, the people around you start to notice it and they start to see the shift and they'll either go with you or they'll stay stuck wherever they are. Uh, Yeah. They sort of shed a little bit away from the new you. Yeah. Which has happened. Yeah, it has. It's a little heartbreaking, but then it's also feels necessary. Yeah. So I like it. Yay. What else? What else do you want to share here? When are you coming on the next nomad retreat? Oh my gosh. I would love to go to Bali. We'll just see if timing adds up. Um, yeah. And I want to, I want to go when, people who went to Belize are also going. So well, Jessica's going, is for sure. Oh, is Marianne yeah. going? I don't know. I haven't okay. checked in. Marianne, if you're listening, let us know if you're coming. Yeah, Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah, there are a couple of people that I need to reach out to and say, hey, you coming? Liz might come. Liz, oh, yay. Okay. Liz and uh, Pete might come. Awesome. And she might bring her sister, too. Great. Okay. So. All right. Perfect. It might be I a know. Belize reunion yeah. in Bali. It's definitely in my mind. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> 
because I want to get there for sure. And I mean, the people who are listening, they now know how awesome you are. <laughs> and they're going to go, oh, Katie's going to Bali too? I want to go. <laughs> I should go. I want to meet this chick. She's so cool. <laughs> Let's so hope the listeners are thinking that. <laughs> you are. You're an amazing Thank person. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for just doing the work. Yeah. You know, we need more of you. And um, it's been really refreshing, you know, connecting with you again and connecting with other people who are also doing the work. Mm-hmm. And just that's what I've been feeling like this summer for myself of just checking in with people I've known for a long time. And then, like, I, I knew you a little bit. I was your teacher, and there was, like, 14 or 15 of you. So I, we had a day. We had that day. We did. In the, we talked in the water. Whatever. Yeah, we talked in the water and... <laughs> Could have gotten stung by a stingray. Yeah, but we but didn't. We didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, and I appreciate you. Be- and I noticed, well, you and I think a couple other people on the retreat have been, has said to me, I was happy to be a small part of your growth. And I was like, yeah. you guys were a big part of the growth because yeah. that retreat really shifted something in me. So I want to thank you for that. Oh, of course. Everything that you brought to it was just so phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah, it was, that was a really special retreat. Yeah. For, for all of us, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and especially a lot of the women I talked to had similar experiences that I had. Yeah. So just being able to hear their side of the story, too, and mm-hmm. it's like, wow, okay. Yeah, seeing all We're of the different stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that retreat did a lot for me, too. Like, yeah. that was the first retreat I actually... I don't want to say, like, speak negatively about the other ones, but I had a lot of joy, and I think that's what sparked... Because, you know, before I had, I think I said that to you yesterday, like before the retreats, I was still figuring it out. Mm -hmm. And then that property did a lot for me. So the other properties I had to like piece together some stuff. So that one, I was just, I got to go and just hang with you guys and show up and teach. Mm -hmm. And so I had a little bit more space to find the joy. And I think that's maybe for you too, is like where that little seed was planted. Like, oh, I had a good time. Maybe you should have more of this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I do remember sitting in that the back hammock crying a little bit one afternoon. Okay. One of one of the afternoons we had some free time. Okay. Um but I allowed good. myself to yeah, of course. Yeah, to feel the sadness even though I was feeling so happy. <laughs> well, I think that it's all the same, right? It's all there. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, we do have this idea of like, I have to be happy and there are no tears and I like Dark and light are necessary yeah. and are here at the same time. Yeah. So that's great that you were able to hold that for yourself mm-hmm. and not like say, oh gosh, here I go again yeah. and spiral down that. You just said, oh, here it is. Yeah. It's coming uh, up. Yeah. Aw. Hey, thanks, Katie. Thanks. This is such a joy. To, and thank you for opening your home and being able to reconnect and yeah. all that and share your story, being vulnerable here on a, the big word V, vulnerable, <laughs> um, being here and, and just sharing a little bit more, shedding light on your story. Yeah, thank you for giving me the space to do so. Of course. Yeah, we'll do it again. We'll check in again in like a year yep. or so and see where you are now. Sounds good. Yeah, thanks. Thank you.